Exodus 15, Exodus 15, verses 22 through 26. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness, and they found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statue and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them. And he said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, I want to thank you this morning for your presence in our midst. And I thank you for each one you have brought to your house this morning. Father, I ask that you would prepare our hearts to hear what the Spirit is saying to us this morning. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. The subject that we're going to be studying this morning, our title is The Lord, Your God, Who Heals You. God, Your Healer. Children of Israel were going through the desert, and they were headed towards the Promised Land. And during this um, expedition that they had, they had no water for three days. And they were at a place called Marah. And there, there was a well of water. Uh, obviously, there was joy in the camp saying, oh, we found water. Somebody who lives in the desert knows how to really appreciate the value of water. For us, some of us, we just go to our faucet, turn on the faucet, or we go to our water purifier system and just turn that over so that we could have fresh, pure water. But the children of Israel were so thirsty. They were so thirsty for water. And finally, at the very end, when they actually found a place, there was a source of water. It says that the water was bitter. And they started to complain. And, of course, their complaining was right. So you see your family, your children, your wife, your husband, they're thirsty. What, you give them bitter water? So they started complaining. And so even though their complaining came from the point where they really were in need, they complained to Moses. And this was the mistake here. Instead of turning to God. And so what they're saying to Moses is, Moses, uh, you're not such a great tour guide or tour leader. You don't really know the land, the layout of the land. You don't know all the places where there's water sources of the land, of the desert. Three days, and then you bring us to this place where there's a well, but it's with bitter water. So here Moses learns to trust in God and to lean upon God. And so as you know that Moses did not go through the program of how to lead 100 million Israelis through the desert successfully. Maybe if he was going to bring through one million people from Holland, it might have been easier. But you know Israelis, they are, they are a little bit more challenging. And so here we see Moses is learning to trust in God. And so here God tells him to do something that is really not a normal thing to do in this situation. So he says, take this tree, turn it, and throw it into the water, and the water will be fine. And he does it. And then you see the water did turn into sweet water, sweet drinking water. So Pastor Danny has read so many different references on what all this means. And from the beginning, he wants to tell you that nobody really knows. <laughs> there are so many different transliterations and ideas about what really happened here, and none of them are really together. So there are some that say that maybe with this tree, 
the, the leaves of this tree were able to bring forth the dirt or the bad part from the water to take that out. But I believe a little bit later in our message today, you'll be able to understand more the meaning to this story. And here God gives a, a promise to the children of Israel. And here he says, maybe in simpler words, if you will hear my voice and obey my commandments, if you are close to me, if you will not turn to the left or to the right. So all of the diseases that I have put upon the children of Israel, a children of Egypt, I will not put on you. Because you must trust in the Lord that he is the God who heals you. So I was thinking about this situation, and I thought, how does this speak to us today? So I started thinking about situations and times in our lives, and we would say they're not even good situations or times, but they were really bitter times, bitter moments. And I believe that if I ask each one of you this morning, if you had bitter moments in your life, each one of you would be able to say, yes, I have. And I believe also there are some of you that might be experiencing that even now. Amen. And I believe that even at this moment, that God is able to heal and take the bitter and make it to sweet. And this is the lesson that he is teaching the children of Israel. As long as you are with me, says the Lord, and you will walk in my way, then the bitter I will turn to sweet. You know, the fall of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Eden before the fall was really like a dream to each one of us. There was such a harmony, each person with God. There's no death, no sickness. It was just simply the best place to be. But after the fall, then death entered, sin entered, and also sicknesses entered. Thank God for his grace. And even though we make mistakes sometimes, God is so faithful and full of mercy and compassion, so faithful to us, that he gives to us chance after chance to receive from him the forgiveness, to receive from him the healing. And the answer to this death is that he gives us life eternally with him. Psalms 103 is one of the more famous psalms. If we turn to Psalms 103, and I want us to turn there and read these verses that so many songs have been written about. Psalms 103, verses 1 to 4. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. What a wonderful God that is. He forgives all of our sins. He heals all of our sicknesses. And he crowns us with loving kindness. And he redeems our life from destruction. It's not just a deep hole, but it's really destruction in our life. The healing and the life comes from him. We live in an age and a time that there are many sicknesses and diseases. And when I speak about sicknesses or diseases, I don't mean just physical ones. So when I speak about the diseases, then it's when we read also in Deuteronomy about the blessings and the cursing. So God, there God says that to the children of Israel, if you do not walk in my way and follow after me, there is a list of curses that will be following you because of you not walking after me. 
We don't have time to read each one of these. But if you read this, you can see that a cursing comes on every area and aspect of your life. If it's a physical, if it's financial, if it's with your family, these curses touch every aspect and area of our life. And praise God that with this list of curses is also blessings that also touch every area of our life. But in the life that we are living in now, in this world, there is so much sickness. And the world needs healing. And I believe that God wants to heal. Last night, Pastor Danny sat with his guitar and he started to sing and worship the Lord. So one of the sentences that came forth to Pastor Danny while he was worshiping the Lord. So, you know, usually with Pastor Danny, his whole focus is Hebrew focus. He worships the Lord in Hebrew. That is his mother tongue. So uh, he was surprised then that during this time of worship that God gave him this phrase in English. I don't know exactly what he means by all of this, but what he kept telling me was, this is the time for healing of Israel. This is the time to heal Israel. You know, one of the wonderful things that God does and says, he says, I want to heal you. And he says, I want you to take that healing that you received from me and put it out to others. So first I want to speak about some healing that each one of us needs to have in our own personal lives. Let's go to Second Chronicles chapter 16. Second Chronicles chapter 16. I want to share with you first a few reasons for sickness. So we looked or we covered just briefly on the curses that come, and with those curses are also sickness. So in Second Corinthians 16, he might have made a mistake. Aha. Wow, Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles chapter 7. He's changing it, Second Chronicles chapter 7. We might come back to 16, so he's just double-checking that we're really paying attention here. <laughs> he's made a mistake again. Okay, we're reading Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. So we can see from this scripture alone that the reason we have a sickness on the land or in the earth uh, among the people is because of the sin that is in the land. So here God says, the moment that the people will humble themselves and they'll pray, not only will I forgive them, but I will heal as well. You know, there are many people that are trying to fix things that are in our land. And usually they're not successful at it. We can change a government after government leaders. And we can still, after changing government leaders, we can still stay in the same place, even sometimes a worse place. And I believe that the solution to Israel is repentance and humbling before God. This is the moment that we quit saying we will rely and lean on the army and the government, but we will rely and lean on God only. 
So we can't, uh, don't have time to look at all of the scriptures, but we see in Luke chapter 12, verse 16, that a woman was sick, and this sickness came because of Satan. So we see in certain situations that Satan is involved in the sicknesses. Let's go to John chapter 9. This is important. I want you to see this in the scriptures. John in the New Covenant, John chapter 9. John chapter 9, verse 1. Now, as Yeshua passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Before we continue on, I want to share something with you. There are situations that people are suffering from disease or sickness not because they have done something not right. So here in this story, it seems like the disciples would already know why this man was suffering. They were experts in, in double-checking what was the problem. They had their own ideas. So they already decided it was either this reason or this reason. The sin either came from him or from his parents. And so Yeshua says to him, in verse 3, Yeshua says to them, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Sometimes God allows sickness to come upon people specifically for this reason, in order that his work would be revealed in that same person and his power, that through their healing, God will receive the glory. And the result of this will be faith and people will come to know the God of Israel. And so Pastor Danny asks of you, if you see somebody suffering, somebody who is sick, don't be so quick to, to judge or to say, oh, wonder what he did. And so that you don't feel this upon yourself also. Even if you yourself are going through a sickness or a hard moment in your life, it is not 100% that you have sinned or you have done something not right. It could be that God has allowed this to happen so that his glory would be seen in and through you. The next thing, God use your, uses your sickness to reach people who he would not be able to reach otherwise. Hallelujah. God uses these moments to reach people are not so easily reachable. And each time that you pray, God, use me. So sometimes I say to myself, I don't think that we actually know completely what we're singing sometimes. Sometimes we can be like a, a parrot who just repeats everything and we're just singing and not realizing. Like, like the song that we sing sometimes, use me, use me, Lord, and put in the fire in my life. So all the things that we are saying and singing, God is using these things. He's hearing you, and he's using them and putting them into your life. So when a person prays and says, God, use me, we're not saying use me the way I want to be used, but we're praying, use me the way you, God, want to be used. How many of you have said at a certain stage of your life, here I am, Lord, send me. How many of you have said that? Or, Amen. So one day, Danny's knee is hurting. He has great pain. 
So he calls out to Luann, his wife, Luann, now we must go to the hospital. And she's praying, and she's praying for me, and I still have pain. All of a sudden, I find myself in the hospital, and the doctor comes up with a smile on his face, and a nice long needle with a large needle and a large syringe. And all of a sudden, he says, I'm going to put this into your knee, and I'm going to take out the water. And I say, Hallelujah, Lord. And you can't, we can't put you to sleep, or there's no time for that. And Luann, his wife, was with him. She remembers this. I won't explain to you exactly those pains that I was feeling. But afterwards, I was sitting in the room, and I had my leg up. Lots of pain. One is sleeping on my right, and another one is sleeping on my left in the room. And neither the three of us that were in the same room could move or go anywhere because we were not able to. And so through the grace of God, I was able to speak to them about Yeshua for three days. And, and then after three days, Pastor Peter comes and David come. And they come and they pray for Pastor Danny. And Peter prays for Pastor Danny in Hebrew. And the same one that is in the bed next to me that has already heard the gospel for three days. After they left, Peter and David, he says a Japanese person is preaching, uh, praying in Hebrew. We're definitely in the last days. Pastor Danny doesn't know what happened to these other, these two that he was speaking to them about the gospel. But I know that God has used that. So God has plans. Sometimes these plans are through the pain, but he wants to use each of us through our sicknesses. And you know, there was a time also in the New Covenant where Paul calls out to God to take this thorn in his flesh away from him. And we don't know exactly what this thorn in the flesh was, but it was something physical that always bothered him. So after he begs and pleads and prays before the Lord, take this, this thorn in the flesh away from me, God says to him, he says, my grace is sufficient for you. In your weaknesses, my power is made perfect. When I am weak, then I am strong. So God allows these moments to come upon us so we can remember who he is. So we would not forget the power comes from him. Think for a moment that Paul was able to heal other people. But for himself, he could not heal. Was he okay? He was fine. But this was the plan and the purpose of God for him. And so there are sometimes in our sickness that things hold up our healing. Let's go to Mark chapter 6. So we see God wants to heal. But we see that sometimes things are holding up this healing, not allowing this healing to flow freely. So I want us to look quickly at a few of these. So Yeshua was on his way to Nazareth, and he was there teaching in the synagogue. And so there must have been some that were also there in the synagogue that they had grown up with him at the, together in the neighborhood. And they say one to another, what? This is the, the son of the carpenter? Oh, we know him. We know his family. We know his neighborhood. So we 
We see in verse 5, Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them, and he marveled because of their unbelief. Sometimes the healing does not come because there is a part of unbelief on the person who is sick. So Yeshua, who was able to heal every sickness, he could not do miracles and signs there because of their lack of faith, their unbelief. So the delay of healing is not just on the part of the person who is sick, but also the delay is on the person who believes, but he doesn't completely 100% believe that God is able to heal. I believe that the gospel that we preach is supposed to be shown in signs and wonders the same way that Yeshua did it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I don't understand. But every place that I'm reading these scriptures, it's written. After the preaching forth of the gospel, signs and wonders followed. Sick people were healed. Dead people were raised. And people who were lame would walk. Blind would see. There are some things in the life of a believer. And some people say, well, this is not exactly for our time right now in this day and age. Danny says, I'm sorry, I don't agree with this. This is for our time. Amen. And he wants to strengthen our faith. That when we go forth and preach the gospel of Messiah Yeshua, that we believe he can do above and beyond what we believe. In, in order that his name would have the glory. So it could be a lack of faith. In James chapter 5. James chapter 5. This is something that could also bring a delay. Verse 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I believe that hidden sin can delay your healing. Here we see in the scripture verse, it says, confess your sins to one another. When you confess, you are bringing that sin up to the light. And God, in his mercy, forgives. There is power in the prayer of one for another. And I want to encourage each one of you here that there is somebody that you are able to confess your sins one to another with them. Of course, it's somebody that you were able to trust them. And not afterwards they could come up and say, ha ha, I know what Danny was doing. But somebody who is able to pray for you. Because the result of this will bring healing. The healing that we need, the healing that we need, I want to put an emphasis, is not just physical healing. Maybe it is that your connection with God, your relationship with God, is also in a type of serious disease and sickness. 
I know that there are here in the land of Israel, there are many people that you can go to them for healing. There are rabbis from here until eternity that will tell you to do all sorts of strange, weird things. So sometimes couples who are unable to have children, they go to a rabbi and he does some sort of blessing and pronounces some sort of blessing over them, and then they supposedly can have healing. They give them all sorts of monetary money and value. They allow sometimes these people who need healing to drink certain things. And then, of course, we have also the, the thing of alternative medicines and healing and all sorts of needles and things, acupuncture. We could go on and on and on. It, we don't lack for this. And a lot of people have, make money from this. But the healing, the true healing that God wants to give us is the healing that is in our body, soul, and spirit. That our connection, our relationship with him is healthy. So delay in healing could come from hidden sin. Sometimes that God uses a sickness or a disease in, in order to allow us to be closer to God. If you believe and you have been born again of the Spirit and God has given you a sickness and God through the sicknesses takes you to be with him, hallelujah. It has been finished. Your work has been finished. Hallelujah. He has taken you to be with him. And do you know from where Pastor Danny draws this? From the prophet Elisha. Have you thought about Elisha? He um, healed people. He brought people from the dead. But it's written from him. But a disease came upon him. And this disease caused death to him. We won't turn there, but it is in Second Kings 13, verse 14, if you are taking notes. Second Kings 13, verse 14. And there is another delay, and that could be people. People that are near you. People that sow into you seeds of unbelief. We won't turn there, but there is a story of a blind man that he was during a long time, a long period, he sat by the way and he asked for charity, for alms, and all of a sudden he heard that Yeshua is passing by. And he gets up, he forgets and leaves everything, and he starts running after Yeshua. He doesn't see the way, he just keeps running after Yeshua. And he calls out, Yeshua, son of David, have mercy on me. And the people near him, do you know what they did? They said to him, be quiet. What are you crying for? Be quiet already. S sit down already. Go to the side. Be quiet. But when Yeshua heard this, uh, when he was hearing these, he cried out even stronger. Yeshua, son of David, have mercy on me. And then all of a sudden, Yeshua stops, says, bring him to me. And he comes to him, and he asks him a simple question, as if Yeshua didn't know what his need was. And he says, what do you want me to do for you? And he says, I want to see. So Shlomo, what do you want? Solomon says, I want wisdom. 
So think for a moment. If Yeshua asks you now, what do you want from me? What would you answer him? This same blind man was not too spiritual. He didn't say, oh, give me wisdom. He didn't say, give me that my spiritual life will be better off. He had a need to see. And he said, I want to see. And he saw. And Yeshua healed him. Amen. Don't let the people around you, don't allow them to take your faith. How much do you really want this? How much do you really want to invest in order to receive what you want from the Lord? Go home, read the miracles of the signs and wonders of when Yeshua was healing people. And you'll be able to see different situations from different people. You'll be able to receive so much from those. But when Yeshua saw faith, faith that was portrayed in people, yes, there are sometimes there are roadblocks in our way. You know, sometimes there are um, the, the running race where you're jumping the hurdle, running the hurdles. And sometimes I believe that when we come to Yeshua, we have to jump several hurdles. But if you are faithful, if you are constant, he will say to you, come to me. So time-wise, time-wise, we're not doing so well, but we still want to turn to Isaiah 53. I want us to see something about Yeshua here. Isaiah 53. This is one of the wonderful chapters about the Messiah, Yeshua, that we have in the Old Covenant, the Tanakh. So here we see the pain and the suffering that this servant of God would have. Let's read from verse 4. Let's start. Let's go ahead and start with verse 1. Who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground, he has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Verse 3, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Verse 4, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Verse 5, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. This chapter, in such a clear way, speaks about Messiah Yeshua. Yes, there are commentaries that try to tell us that this chapter is about the suffering of the people of Israel, the children of Israel. And if you see, if you see in verse 9, it says there was no deceit in his mouth. You see here about a man who was perfect in every area. It's not possible that these verses talk about the people of Israel because we have sinned and we continue to sin but we talk about a man who has no form or comeliness 
We talked last week about the king, the Messiah, who comes on a donkey, not on a horse. These verses say that he knew grief and sorrows. He, he carried these upon him. And it says that this sickness and this uh, disease and this transgressions he carried for us. So maybe we are also sometimes like the disciples where we think, oh, he has all of this sickness and sorrows and disease upon him because God is punishing him for something. But he has borne our griefs. All of this happened because of our sin. And because of his stripes, because of his beatings, we have healing. Through Messiah Yeshua only we can receive the true healing. There is no other name under the heaven that we could have healing. And when we see the scripture verse that says salvation or healing, it talks about healing and salvation that would come to us, somebody who would come to save us, a redeemer. Maybe there's somebody that can give to you a healing through special herbs and spices and remedies. But there is only one that could come and make you complete, whole in your body, in your body, in your spirit, in your soul. That the connection, the relationship you have with the creator of the universe is only one, and that is Yeshua. He is the one that has carried our sins. In Deuteronomy, uh, we're not going to turn there. It says that a person who has received the death sentence, you could read it later in Deuteronomy 21. So we see that from the children of Israel, a person who has received the, a death sentence or a punishment by death, you see that he had to be hung on a tree because the cursing of God was to be hung from a tree. Galatians 3, we see, we see that Yeshua has redeemed us from the curse of the law of the Torah. And these are the same verses that are written about in Deuteronomy. So we see also the story in um, Numbers where the children of Israel were complaining. They angered God so much that it's written that God sent unto them serpents fiery serpents and people started to die because of the bite from these fiery serpents and so Moses calls out to God God what's happening here and God says to him to do something very interesting make a statue with a, a bronze serpent put him as a statue and he says everyone that looks upon this serpent, he will be healed. And this is exactly what Moses did. This bronze serpent was put on a pole, and everyone that was bitten, they looked at it and they were healed. That's in Numbers, that's in Numbers 21. Let's turn to John chapter 3. All of these things point to Messiah Yeshua. John chapter 3, verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, 
even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. The tree that Messiah Yeshua was hanging on is exact replica of what was happening in the desert with Moses. Yeshua was on the cross. And if we looked at Messiah, when you look at him, when you look at him and you receive what he has done for you, God sends forth his healing into your life. There's no other way. There's no other name. Only Yeshua. Ezekiel sees a great revelation in Ezekiel 47. We won't turn there. That's, that's another huge message. But he sees a river, a river, a giant river that comes out from the temple. And it's flowing through the desert, through the wilderness. And every place where this river touches, fruits come up. And then it sees, says that this, this river goes into the Dead Sea. And all of a sudden, in the Dead Sea, the Salt Sea, there's life. There are fish. It even says that there are fishermen there. Uh, Sergey and, and Danny are going to be organized because they like to do fishing. Every place that this river goes through, it brings healing. It brings living water. The Spirit of God that goes forth from the temple. Do you know for me what is the temple? It's you and I. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't live in, in buildings, but God lives in the living stones. He is building up a holy habitat that the Spirit of God would flow forth and would bring healing to each place and person that we would be. It's interesting that it talks about the Dead Sea, the wilderness, the desert, all of these areas where you don't have trees and fruit trees. We want to finish with Hosea chapter 6. Hosea chapter 6. I could speak to you much more about healing, but I believe that is enough for now. Hosea chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn, but he will heal us. He has stricken, but he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up, that we may live in his sight. Let us know, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and the former rain to the earth. Let's stand, please. Come, let us return to the Lord. I believe that this is our call to us this morning from God. Come, return to the Lord. He is heal, here to heal. I believe that there are people here this morning that are needing the healing touch of the Lord. And I believe that there are stripes on you that are still hurting, wounds that are still hurting. I believe that maybe there are mothers here who are angry. 
maybe for their partners, their marriage partners that have left them. I believe that there are people here who are suffering because of their past. I believe that God is here to heal. Listen, we don't need psychology. God came to heal. God will heal you and you will be healthy. I want to pray right now that God will release faith. Lord, I ask, I ask in the name of Yeshua that you would release faith in this place. Those people that need a healing touch from you, that they would believe that they could have a healing touch. Our altar is open up front. You're welcome to come. If you believe that God wants to heal you, if you believe you need this touch from Yeshua, He is here to heal. So this is your time to come forward. Come to His presence. He wants to touch you. Maybe you're living here, you're with us today, and you have a hidden sin. God wants you to bring it to the, to the light. God wants to bring, maybe you have a problem with a relationship with Him. He is our healer, God our healer. Father, Father, we pray that your presence would be on each one of us. Father, I pray that the river would flow to each one that is here. God, you are a healer. Oh, Father, heal us. Our prayer team is going to come forward and pray. We know that each one of you needs a touch from the Lord. There'll be some that will come forward and pray for you. Receive this prayer in faith. God wants to, for you to leave here new. The rest of you that are sitting here, if you could just stay in an attitude of prayer.
want us to take a moment that we will pray for the healing of our land. We read that Pastor Danny read from Isaiah, from 
Isaiah 53. We know that this chapter is not about Israel, but we are going to pray this chapter for Israel, on behalf of Israel about the Messiah who died for the people of Israel. It says he has borne our griefs, he's carried our sorrows. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Father, we thank you that you have given us a solution. You have not left us without healing. Father, you have said that not only will you strike Israel, but you will heal Israel. You will bind up the wounds of Israel. Father, for 2,000 years, your people, the people of Israel, they are sick spiritually. And these people are crying out to you for healing. And the solution is not in our rabbis. Our solution for this problem is not in the, the things that we pay, a Father, to the rabbis or special deeds. Our solution is found only in you. Father, we pray that the true solution for the people of Israel would be the revelation of the Messiah, Yeshua, to these people. You say, comfort, comfort ye my people. And so we pray the comfort of Yeshua upon the people of Israel. So we pray that the people of Israel would rise up and would cry out to you. That the, the veil would be taken away from their eyes. And that the Jewish people would truly look to you. The way that the people of, of the children of Israel looked at the serpent. And we would see that the same thing that would try to cause them death really brings them life because it comes through the cross. Father, that they would look to you and they would find healing. Father, have mercy on the people of Israel. We thank you on the name of, of all of these things, Lord, in your name, Father.